Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Good morning. Welcome to RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. It is a rainy morning out there in Acadiana, so make sure you stay safe on the roadways. Make sure you take your time on your morning commute to both work and school today. Don't need to rush it. Make sure to be careful. That's first and foremost. Whew. What a day yesterday. What a day yesterday. We kicked off our coverage here from the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open in a big way. Had a great set of guests, both yours truly and, of course, Kevin Foot and Footnotes. Back-to-back coverage here from Late Year Off Golf and Country Club. We'll have more exciting news coming on today. This week, we got the Pro-Am tomorrow. Both the morning one and the afternoon one. Yours truly will be taking part in the afternoon one. And then, of course, Thursday, first round action. Friday, second round. And then the cut will come, and then we'll be out here over the weekend giving you coverage for 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. Of course, if I'm out here in the trailer shielding myself from the elements. That only means one thing. That means that the producer extraordinaire who missed me extraordinarily yesterday. Hannah Five Names is back in the game studios. Hannah, good morning. How are you? Well, I didn't like coming into a puddle in the uh, lovely <laughs> lobby, but other than that, it's fantastic because, you know, we know much I have a fear of lightning and thunder, so it's great waking up to that at some point and during the night. Yes, you're like a small Yorkie. You're afraid of thunderstorms. <laughs> it's 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 actually it's actually quite adorable <laughs> and weird all at the same time. It's fine. <laughs> Kenneth knows. He, like, definitely knew. I got, like, really close, and he, like, immediately woke up. He's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Held me in closer. I was like, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. He's, oh, he remembers. Yes. We got to we got showers coming through the area. You heard Chris Cozart from KLFY before we came on today talking about the shower system, the storm system going to be coming through the area, but temperatures will rise throughout the day, and this should be the end of kind of the bad weather. It started sprinkling yesterday in the area. While I was trying to get um, some work in, five names, I spent yesterday afternoon at the driving range. Had to work on the game. Had to had to shake off a little rust. I'm going to embarrass myself tomorrow afternoon out here for the Pro-Am. Make no bones about that. That's happening. Yeah. It is going to be an absolute... You didn't speak into existence. <laughs> so. Legendary train wreck that's going to be occurring out here at lovely Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club here in Broussard. That said, got together with my brother-in-law, still went out there, went down the road to the wetlands, 
and uh, worked uh, worked on my game at the range, on the range, so to speak. Also did a little uh, work on the putting green. So just to shake off some of the rust so I don't quite embarrass myself. I mean, I'm, it's going to happen. I'm just trying to reduce, limit the amount of embarrassment uh, and shame that I will bring upon my household um, from me golfing in front of other people, uh, which will be taking place tomorrow. We got a great show lined up for you here today. A lot going on, obviously, this time of year. A ton going on, actually. Major League Baseball free agencies wrapping up. NFL free agencies ramping up during the a, a weird period for the NFL where it's legal tampering time. So you can meet with players and agents, give them offers, offer them deals. They can accept it, but yet the paperwork's not official until a couple weeks when it's allowed to be official. It's it's an interesting time. We're going to touch on all of that with Major League Baseball and the NFL. We're also going to bring on three really great guests for you. Of course, we're going to have Ronnie Rance, former star LSU pitcher, College World Series champion. He's going to join us at 7.30 today to talk about the state of Jay Johnson's team. A good start so far to the season, but what does he see as some of their positives and some of their negatives? Also going to be talking about the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame St. Patrick's Day auction, which is going on live right now. And we'll touch on a few other things as well when Ronnie Rance joins us at 7.30. At 8 o'clock, at his new time and day, our recruiting analyst and high school expert, Jarrett Rozier, will be joining us. Give us the latest updates in the world of recruiting. We'll probably squeeze in a little NCAA tournament talk as well as, by the way, the first four games are tonight. That's right. Your first four games are tonight for the NCAA tournament. And that'll be at 8 o'clock. And then at 8.30, Ollie Cassell, our good friend from the Bird Rights Editor-in-Chief, talking about the state of the New Orleans Pelicans and get a little NBA talk as well. We'll touch on LSU baseball, preparing to take on Tulane. We'll touch on Raging Cajuns, baseball and softball. We got to hear from Coach Deggs and Coach Glasgow yesterday at their weekly press conference. We'll touch on it all. But we do have a poll question of the day to start off today's show. Talks are ramping up. Reports are ramping up that there is a very good chance now that Carlos Correa, the all-star, the one of the team leaders of the Houston Astros, may come back. Talks are reportedly intensifying between the two sides, between the Strohs and their all-star shortstop on bringing him back. And remember, he's been a core. He's been, a, he's been part of this core for the Astros right, with Alex Bregman, with Jose Altuve, that have made up this great core that has won a World Series championship and has played for a couple more. Look, really good shortstops are not common. And guys that can hit are not common. Now, Carlos is not the biggest power guy. He's just not. But, man, he's got a great glove, and he can hit. And he's under the age of 30. Those guys command big contracts. The thought for the longest time was that the Strohs and Carlos were not going to be able to see eye to eye. He was going to hit the free agent, the free agency market and going to command a large amount of dough, right? Big, massive deal. We're talking two, $250,000, million deal. But maybe it's because of the lockout 
and maybe it's because of just how close he is with his teammates, reports are the Astros are actually in this. Unbelievable. Unlike what's going on in Atlanta, where they had to move on from trying to get Freddie Freeman back. They weren't, weren't going to be able to afford to bring him back, so they traded for Olsen from the A's to replace Freddie Freeman at first base. Their longtime you know, team captain, league MVP, World Series hero. Okay, You have to make these tough decisions when it comes to that. You just do. You have to make these tough decisions. And everyone thought that most baseball experts and baseball fans believe that the Braves had a better chance of bringing Freeman back than the Astros did bringing Carrera back. But that's flipped. And now it appears that the Astros legitimately have a chance to bring back their all-star shortstop. We'll see if it happens. But that's our poll question of the day. Do you believe that the Astros are going to re-sign all-star Carlos Correa? Yes or no? Straightforward poll question of the day. Go vote on that. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. And there's been a ton, a flurry of activity for both Major League Baseball and the NFL. Some of it affects us here in Acadiana and in the state of Louisiana. We'll go to the NFL. I've long been critical, very critical, of the Cincinnati Bengals. They played with fire. It almost paid off that they decided not to really address their needs at offensive line. And franchise quarterback Joe Burrow, in spite of having the worst offensive line possibly in the NFL this year, still was able to guide his team to the Super Bowl and nearly won the whole damn thing. And I said, and I've talked to other people, we've had our buddy Mr. Sheeran on from Cincy Jungle, where he says he believes the Bengals are actually going to make it a priority this offseason where they're going to try to sign a couple of guys, trade for a guy, and draft offensive line. They're going to make it a priority where they're going to try to bring in at least three three new offensive linemen to the mix to help protect their assets because they have a great franchise quarterback. They got great wide receivers. They have everything in place. They just made a Super Bowl run, but their quarterback was sacked more than 70 times. Well, they've started to address that issue. Tampa Bay Buccaneers guard and a member of that Super Bowl team from two years ago, Alex Kappa, is leaving Tampa Bay and reports are he intends to sign a four-year, $40 million deal with the Bengals after free agency opens. There you go. You're starting. You need more than one guy, though. But the Bengals are being aggressive as we expected them to be this offseason to protect their number one asset, Joe Burrow, bringing in Alex Kappa, starting guard for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who helped them win a Super Bowl two years ago, is going to go a long way with that. I would expect them to be a player, be in the mix for another free agent offensive lineman as well. I've long said Teron Armstead makes a lot of sense in Cincinnati for the team there in the Queen City, especially with the number of former Saints on the roster. There's already a relationship there. So Cincinnati's trying to address their offensive line issues early here in the free agent period, or the unofficial free agent period, rather. The Detroit Lions. Tracy Walker, as we know, was a great player for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. And he's made an impact in the NFL. He's coming off his best season as a pro. Memorably, he picked off that pass 
at the end of the regular season finale against the Green Bay Packers when Jordan Love was in at quarterback. He was one of the better players on the team on the defensive side of the football this year for Dan Campbell in his first year, former Saints assistant turned Lions head coach. Well, Walker became a free agent. He's going to test free agency. That didn't last long either because the Lions went ahead and locked up the former Raging Cajun star Tracy Walker on a three-year, $25 million deal, and our guy gets $17 million of that guaranteed. $17 mil guaranteed. So shout-out to the former Raging Cajun for getting the new contract and getting all that guaranteed money because in the NFL, that's more important than anything else. The years on the deal don't really matter. The amount of the deal really doesn't matter. What matters is the amount of guaranteed money. And reportedly, Tracy Walker locked up $17 million there in guaranteed dough, which is phenomenal for him. Other moves are happening. Minor moves. Teddy Bridgewater signing with the Miami Dolphins to be Tua's backup. You still have that. You have those type of moves that are going on throughout the NFL right now. Little minor moves, people moving here and there. Uh, Jarvis Landry, former LSU Tiger, and a player many Saints fans would love to see them sign. He was officially let go. He has suitors. The Saints are reportedly one of them. We're still waiting to find out about former LSU Tiger Tyron Matthew. The Chiefs signed Reed yesterday at the safety position at a far more let's say, affordable rate than what the Honey Badger would cost. That's an indicator that, well, Tyron is now not going to be headed back to Kansas City. He's been linked to the Saints as well, which, of course, Saints fans and diehard LSU slash Saints fans would love to see Jarvis Landry in the black and gold. They would love to see Tyron Matthew in the black and gold. So, Get J.C. Jackson. He got his deal done. Patriots. Cornerback. Five years, $82.5 million with the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are being very aggressive. Remember, they also traded for Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears. So they're beefing up. That AFC West is going to be a murderer's row for years to come. So J.C. Jackson got himself paid. That's a big-time deal. And the Chiefs, you know, they got Tyron Matthew, who's going to be leaving. Charvarius Ward is going to be joining the San Francisco 49ers. So you have these teams. This is the look, it's so hard to keep a dynasty going, so hard to keep a, a franchise be at the very top because of free agency. And this is part of it. Lawrence. Gets locked up by the Cowboys. He got themselves a new deal. And shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are spending like they've already spent over a hundred million dollars. They gave Christian Kirk like eighty million dollars. Christian Kirk of the Arizona Cardinals just got eighty million dollar deal from the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are spending money like it's nothing, like it's monopoly money. New leadership down there in Jacksonville. So NFL free agency. Off to a furious start. Major League Baseball free agency, off to a furious start as well. Typically, we don't have them going on at the same time, but because of the lockout, we do. So, obviously, any updates that come through this morning, come across the wire, so to speak, 
our research and you know our stats people back in the studio led by producer extraordinary Hannah five names will we will provide you all that information not to worry when we come back here on rp3 and company we'll talk a little bit about the bracket look ahead to tonight's playing games essentially your first four games that'll be coming up next as we broadcast live from late triumph golf and country club here for the home of the chittimacha louisiana open presented by mistross you're listening to the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station There are some hosts that talk like they know everything, but you don't have to worry about our guy, RP3. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That's because he never knows what he's talking about. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Back to the show in the know. RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross. We'll be here all week. Not only our show, but of course, footnotes with Kevin Foote as well. And of course, none of this could be made possible without the support of our sponsors for our coverage from the Louisiana Open. That's Tibbs Trailers. You thinking trailers? Yeah, I think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Doosan. Rope, soap, and dope. Acadiana's workplace authority for more than 20 years. They offer supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. You can visit them online at ropesoapanddope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant. You're always welcome to light up at the Cigar Merchant. It's Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located right there in the oil center. And finally, Golf Connection USA. GolfConnectionLouisiana.com is their website. They got that tailor-made stealth driver you keep hearing about, as well as a large variety of golf bags and shoes to choose from. They're located right there on West Pinhook at 2009 in Lafayette. So, Thanks to our sponsors for helping make this possible this week from Le Trump Golf and Country Club. We let off today's show talking about Major League Baseball free agency, NFL free agency in full effect. The Jacksonville Jaguars are spending money like, I don't know, they're, they're spending money like a desperate team trying to turn around their fortunes is what they're doing. Whether or not that works, I don't know. I think it would be a priority to re-sign DJ Chark because I think he's better than Christian Kirk, but that's just me. What do I know? I'm sitting in a trailer broadcasting from a golf tournament. Not an NFL insider. Not Adam Schefter. Plus, I'm far bigger than Adam Schefter. That would be hilarious to see. NCAA tournament officially kicks off tonight with the two playing games, your first four games. And the first one is going to be between a pair of 16 seeds that won their conference tournament. Texas A&M, Ooh. Texas A&M, not, not Texas A&M, no, 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 I know what you're thinking, you're like, oh, what's up, what's up? RP3, RP3, what, what up, Texas A&M 
that was a big thing. That was a big talking point. They did not make it into the NCAA tournament. You're right. But Texas A&M Corpus Christi did. The Islanders won the Southland Conference Tournament. They're actually a pretty good team. 23-11 and 11 on the year. They're a 16 seed. And they're going to be taking on Johnny Jones. You know, we talked yesterday about, you know, Will Wade being fired as the LSU coach. Well, Johnny Jones was fired, but not for things that Will Wade did. He was fired because the program wasn't very good. Well, he has found a second life, so to speak, coaching Texas Southern. Back-to-back years into the NCAA tournament, they're in the playing game as well. Texas Southern out of the SWAC, your SWAC tournament champions, 18-12 and 12 overall. So it'll be Texas A&M Corpus Christi versus Texas Southern. Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Texas Southern made the tournament, but not Texas A&M. On some level, that's kind of funny. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I got no personal beef with Texas A&M or any Aggie fan out there, but it's still kind of, it's kind of funny. All those teams from Texas made the tournament. Not you. Not you. You're in the NIT. So Texas A&M Corpus Christi versus Texas Southern will be your first game. That's going to be at 5:40 tonight. There in the Midwest region, the winner gets to be the actual 16 seed for the Midwest Midwest Regional, rather, which means they get to take on Kansas. Yay! The other game between a pair of 12 seeds, and this is why you got to pay attention to this because every year, traditionally in the last what 15, 20 years, we always have a 5-12 upset in the NCAA men's tournament. That's always the trendy pick. Now, that's also become 4-13 in recent years as well. you got to watch out for those matchups. But it's always the 5-12. And you always at least have one 5-12 upset where the 12 seed upsets the 5 seed. Well, we got a pair of 12 seeds battling it out tonight. Indiana, which had a disappointing season but went on a tremendous run there at the Big Ten tournament, knocking off teams left and right, including Illinois. Well, they got to 20 wins, 20 and 13. They're going to take on fellow 12 seed Wyoming Cowboys. Or that's the team that Josh Allen played for in college, but he didn't play basketball. They're 25 and 8. So the winner of that game, which will be at 8-10 tonight, is going to be the 12 seed in the East region. So a lot of people are going to be waiting to finish filling out their brackets for their office pools and whatnot because you got to wait on what happens tonight. Not necessarily with the, the two 16 seeds playing each other in the first four. Not that. More about that Indiana-Wyoming matchup. Who's going to win that? Who's going then to make a run? Because remember, also, remember UCLA? Remember UCLA last year was in the playing game? And they made a run all the way to the Final Four. So, just because you have to play that extra game, recent years have shown you, does not mean that you cannot make a deep run into the NCAA men's tournament. So, once again, tonight, your NCAA men's tournament action will begin with the first four games. 16 seed, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, out of the Southland Conference. That's the same conference with McNeese, Northwestern State, Nichols, Southeastern. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. 23-11 overall in the year. They're taking on Texas Southern. Johnny Jones back in the NCAA tournament yet again. 
They're 18 and 12. They won the SWAC tournament. They're going to battle out for the right to have to play number one seed Kansas in the Midwest Midwest region. And the nightcap is going to be 12 seed Indiana coming off that Big Ten tournament run of theirs, taking on Wyoming. And the winner of that will be placed in the East region. Five names. Pertinent question before we have to hit our timeout. Have you ever filled out an NCAA men's tournament bracket? Um, I never. That's a no. Okay, no. <laughs> I never had to when I was like, I had to. There was no way of getting out yeah, of it. had to. My brother. What do you mean had to? My <laughs> brother made a big thing the last, like, was like, what was it, 2018 maybe? Whenever he graduated. He went and made a big thing where, like, we all had to be there. We all had to, like, do the bracket. So, we had to, like, print it out in the kitchen. We had to fill it out for him because he would forget sometimes. So, we had to help him fill it out. It's a big thing. And I did it by myself, though. No. But I just printed out the men's and women's brackets for the NCAA tournament. Just for us. That's good. That's good that you're taking initiative, trying to educate yourself on this. That way we can have discussion. So your brother was the one that was into it, but you had to help him fill out his bracket and had to make sure he kept kept what? Yeah, he would have like homework or something, and he was like, "Hey, sis, can you like put that name up there for me?" I was like, "Sure." What was the score? I don't know. I didn't watch the game. So we had to like look at the score and then write it down with the score next to it, and I'm like, "I'm done." Oh, five names. It's five fine. names. God bless you. God bless you. We gotta take a timeout. Hey, uh, five names. I may I may need some help with my bracket too. Do you think you can help me out today? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back here on RP3 and Company, LSU Tulane. Oh man, that's always been a good baseball series when they get together. It's always enjoyable. You're gonna be able to listen to that game live right here on the game later on tonight. But we'll talk a little bit about that and talk a little bit about the LSU baseball team after hearing from Jay Johnson the other day. We'll break that down for you, help preview that. That'll be coming up next. Hey, phone lines are open as well. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to RP3 and Company as we broadcast live from Latrion Golf and Country Club here for the home of the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You know how some fellas don't care how they look? I mean, a few of you are rocking sweatpants that haven't been washed in days. Not to worry, my dear unkempt friend. RP3 and Company is a judgment-free zone. Hell, sometimes these guys don't even wear pants. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party. The pants with the pants. Party with pants. Now back to the hopefully fully clothed RP3 on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
The game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, a burner, a paddle, ice chest tumbler, chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to an Astros game. Sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and of course, the Game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Good start to today's show. Talk NFL and Major League Baseball free agency. Talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament, which begins tonight with the first four games, first four, those play-in games. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi will take on Texas Southern in the first one. Then Indiana takes on Wyoming in the second one, and that'll help determine the rest of your bracket. So you can finalize and be an expert at it like uh, Hannah Five Names is. I mean, Hannah's so good that she helps others. She's so good at picking winners in her bracket that other people come to her for help, for assistance, if you will. So there you go. Just letting you know that uh, two games are also being played for the women's bracket tonight. I was going to get to that, but whoa, oh, yeah, won't you go ahead and tell the people all about that five names? <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Dayton and DePaul, they will play tonight at 9 p.m. Uh, Dayton is 25-5. and five. DePaul is 22-10. and 10. And then Howard and... Hands and eyes. Sorry, it's really small print. UIW will play tonight <laughs> at seven. Uh, really UIW is thirteen and sixteen, and Howard is twenty and nine. It's gonna be an upset. That's gonna be the game. Have an upset. I mean, thirteen oh, yeah. and sixteen, then the win the game over twenty and nine. I think it'd be fantastic. I'd be so excited for UIW. I don't know who they are. <laughs> UIW is Incarnate Word over in Texas. They play in the oh. Southland Conference. They do. I remember that name. There it is. There it is. But they go. Thanks, McNeese. <laughs> there Thanks, it is. Thanks, Leg Chuck. So there you go. I mean, I was going to get to that, but oh, man, see, Five Names is so excited about the NCAA tournament. She's printed off the brackets for both the men and the women, and she's just just jumping right in, saying, "Hey, let's get to that. Don't be let's with get my to girls, that now, man. Let's get to that now." I'm so excited for LSU. Somebody's fired up. Somebody's fired up, as you I should am. be. Fired up. Fired up. It's like Hallie and her. Don't don't call it the fire. <laughs> you need a wildfire. For <clears throat> <laughs> anyone that does not know, Hallie puts up lovely videos on uh, RP3's Facebook often, and she was talking about not littering. You don't want to start wildfires. That's that. That's right. That southern accent came out in the latest <laughs> video. <laughs> wildfires. I'm like, what? Where? You're not from Tennessee. What do you? What do you? T- <laughs> just random, just randomness coming out of her. But that's why she's awesome. Yep. Hey, let's talk a little LSU baseball while we have a few minutes here on today's RP3 and Company. Interesting game tonight. I wouldn't say a big game, but it's an interesting game. LSU Tulane at Alex Box Stadium. That's going to be tonight. We're going to cover that game for you. We're going to carry it rather right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for LSU athletics. LSU number six in the country, 
13 and 3 overall. They're going to be bringing in the Tulane Green Wave, who are 10 and 6. Now, Tulane has already had a feather in their cap this year. They took down Mississippi State in a series, two games to three, but they've also had some struggles as well, right? So they're not exactly consistent. But we're going to carry that game for you. It should be a good one. Midweek contest, if rain permits, obviously. It's been raining all morning. Hopefully those showers will be out of the area and out of Baton Rouge come tonight at 6.30. We'll carry that game for you live right here on the game. So LSU ranked number four in the collegiate baseball poll, number eight in the USA Today poll, nine in perfect game, 13 in D1 baseball, and 16 in Baseball America. Um, Someone asked me the other day, uh, RP3, can you explain why the baseball polls are wildly all over the place? Here's your answer. I have no idea. I have no idea how one poll looks at the LSU baseball team and goes, they're the fourth best team in the country or the sixth best team in the country, and another one goes, they're the 16th best team in the country. That seems to be wildly all over the place. I don't have an answer. Different people vote on these things. That's the best I can do. I hope I was helpful. I should have said it, too. I almost said I have no idea with you. The answer going to be your answer was, and I didn't <laughs> say and I'm kind of mad about it. It's just, I, I don't know. It's just all over the place. It's just like, what? What is okay. anything in any sport at all logical? I'm Say what wondering. Now? When is anything in any sport actually logical except for the actual rules of the game? Bringing in women's basketball <laughs> and now bringing in logic? And what is logical? What is not logical? This is way yes. too early in the morning for these type of... That Apple man woke me up. Powerful <laughs> questions. I don't know what your Apple was laced with, but you need to share it with others. Now, we do not know who LSU is going to throw out there on the bump tonight as of yet. We'll probably find out this morning. But Tulane's going to go with Carter Robinson, who's 1-1 one one on the year, 2.35 ERA, 15.1 innings pitched, 11 strikeouts. But he's also got four walks. And this will be the first meeting – uh, between the t- the teams since 2018, which is weird because usually you just expect that, but COVID happened, the pandemic happened, that wiped out a scheduled game and whatnot. Now, back in 2018, Tulane did beat LSU 10 to nine in New Orleans. LSU leads the all-time series 181 to 131. There was also three ties, and this is a series that began with the first intercollegiate athletic event in LSU history. By the way. A 10-8 victory for the Tigers baseball squad over Tulane. I remember it like it was yesterday, or at least I know Footwell, back in 1893. So, you know, who doesn't remember that? So, they've played a lot. Let's just say that. Let's just say they've played a lot. So, interesting midweek game. This has got a lot of interest for, of course, fans of both teams. This is always a good measuring stick, and it's a good midweek opponent also if you're LSU because Tulane, you saw what they did to Mississippi State. So you know they're going to be dangerous. Plus, if you're LSU, you have the target on your back and everyone's going to be coming for you like they always do. So you have that being part of it as well. And they are coming off a series victory over Bethune-Cookman, which, look, I know – the guys on the broadcast were telling you, well, this Bethune-Cookman team, they could be really good. And they could. They could be really good 
in the swag. Absolutely. Or they could just be middle of the road, right? You don't want to take too much stock in what you saw by them whooping up on Bethany Cookman. They they did as the, the weekend progressed. They had some moments where they didn't. But they had such a sensational way of wrapping up the series in a dominant fashion that they have to feel probably pretty confident about themselves. And the other day, after they wrapped up their series win over Bethune-Cookman, you know, Coach Jay Johnson in his first year discussed, talked about what, how well his team played to wrap up the weekend compared to how they played earlier in the weekend and how they made those strides, and he was impressed by that. Yeah, it was good. I mean, winning starts and ends on the mound, and I thought we got great performances out of Ty and Eric. I think we struck out about 15 guys, a lot of weak contact, and uh, for the most part, took care of the ball well again, which was great. Santos threw eight shutout last week, was the, the pitcher of the week in that league, and you know, you can see why I can mix a little bit and uh, get guys off balance, but I thought our hitters did enough. Um, wasn't great conditions for offensive baseball today, so... Nice to get a, a home run on the board early and then really good at bats in the middle of the game by Hayden, Braden, and Cade uh, staying in the middle of the field with runners in scoring position. That's usually a recipe for success. So I uh, really like seeing that. Back on Friday, remember they bumped that game up early to play it at noon to get it in because of the bad weather that was coming through the state for that night. And they had to fight and claw for an 8-7 win. And you're like, oh. 8-7 win over Bethune Cookman. That's not necessarily impressive, but they were able to do it and keep that rolling throughout the weekend. But in that game on Friday, right-hander, the who's probably had the best start of any pitcher on staff to the season so far, Blake Money left with an injury, and Coach Johnson gave an injury update on Blake Money. You know, I haven't even talked to him today. I know that sounds crazy, but... He was not here at the beginning. He was doing some treatment stuff. Um, yeah, by the time we were into the game, that was it. I saw him, you know, in the dugout, but I have not talked to him. Sorry. You mean Blake specifically? Yeah, Blake okay. Money. Yeah, sorry. Didn't talk to him. Which, that comment kind of caught my attention. That's not uncommon. All right, Blake can't go. Blake's not going to be a factor, so you got to be focused in on the game of hand, winning the, you know, sweeping the series. If Blake's getting treatment, are you going to you know go out of your way to see him? Probably not, but he probably followed up with him yesterday. And you don't want to rush it. They say it's not that severe, Blake Money's injury, so we'll see. Coach Johnson also talked about how he was impressed by his team's quality at bats throughout the weekend series. The RBI double was a big at bat had gone a little stale as far as quality at bats for a couple innings. Um, Gio walked and obviously he's a good runner, scored from first on that. But today he had to be strong to pierce that one through the gap and Hayden's certainly strong. So it was good to see him get a good swing off like that. And look, this team can rake. There's no question about it. The question is going to be the pitching, right? So th that's the one that's, th that's going to be curious to see how it goes moving forward. But Jacob Berry... You know, he's come in, he's automatically been able to kind of get after it at the plate, showing his power, his ability to, to hit from both sides of the plate. And he was very candid um, over the course of the weekend. He says, look, uh, everyone, everyone 
is expected to put up runs. I don't think it's just us individually. I think it's the whole lineup. Like, I mean, I'm always going to say that. Um, the whole lineup's expected to put runs up. I mean, it's just not the top of the guys, the middle guys, or the bottom over. It's it's a team effort. I mean, guys get on, and, and guys are supposed to drive them in, and we're just kind of doing our job right now, and I think that's something you'll see though throughout the entire year. That's the expectation. The expectation is for them to hit and put up as many runs as possible. And also, something that's good that you're kind of noticing with this LSU team even though they're not perfect and they're still a work in progress like most teams are at this point in the season, I mean, we're only talking it's March 15th, right, is they're still trying to get better and better every day, and Jacob talked about that as well. Yeah, the effort's always always there. I mean, I don't think there's any day that we, we don't give a full effort and we're playing hard, but, um, I mean, like I said um, countless times, we just try to get a little bit better each day. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to try to get a little bit better tomorrow than I was yesterday and today, and that's just kind of how everybody views it, and that's just how we're going to roll this year. Yeah. So there you go. Tulane is tonight. That should be a heck of a ball game as the Green Wave come to town to take on the Tigers there at Alex Box Stadium. Pre-game is going to begin at 6, first pitch 6.30. You can listen to it all live right here on the game. Got to take a timeout. Will the producer extraordinaire Hannah Five names continue being extraordinary and give us some more wisdom and thought-provoking questions, statements, when we come back after this timeout? Possibly. You'll have to stay tuned. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble countertops for your kitchens, bathrooms, and man caves, though. LMG also offers custom shower installations, including new grout-free showers. That's right. LMG is offering low-maintenance showers without the mess and odor of the grout. It is low-maintenance convenience. That's what you're looking for. LMG offers that. Visit their website, lmgelite.com, today to learn more about all of the sensational services and the great products that they have to offer with live inventory updated every single Wednesday. Visit lmgelite.com or stop by their showroom located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford and the Jockey Lot. That's Lafayette Marble and Granite. They're looking to earn your business, and trust me, earn it, they will. Let's check in on our poll question of the day while we have a moment here. Woo. Let's look. Let's see what the people are saying. Let's see what the people are saying. We asked you, will the Astros re-sign all-star Carlos Correa? Talks have been intensifying. That's the reports coming out that the two sides, which many fans didn't think was going to happen, looks like there could be a chance. We wanted to hear from you. Will the Astros re-sign all-star Carlos Correa, poll question of the day. 80% of you say yes. We got plenty of optimism this morning. Shout out to all the optimistic people out there voting on the poll question of the day. Only 20% of you say no. Salty Steve says, soon to be another overpaid athlete who underperforms. So tired of this scenario in sports. That's why people pull for the small market teams who play their hearts out. I'll watch college baseball, no drama. Ton on Twitter says, I hope they do. 
He'd be wasted in Baltimore, reviled in Yankee land, despised in L.A., and forgotten about just about anywhere else. JPK, the OD, says, nope, he's going to rock the teal for the big bucks. What? That's what I'm talking about, says the game's Twitter account, who just so happens to be managed right now by Hannah Five Names, diehard Seattle Mariners fan. (laughs) (laughs) Jacques Swallow on Twitter says, I hope they do, but it's not the end of the world. Promote a young third base stud and then sign another starting pitcher. There you go. And you can always move Bregman over to short if you need to as well. Because remember when Carlos was out, what was that, two years ago? Yeah. Bregs just went over and was able to manage handling shortstop with uh, with ease. So keep those votes coming with your poll question of the day. If you want to continue sucking up to Hannah Five Names by mentioning the Mariners, feel free to do so as well. It's a free country. You can do that. We encourage it here on RP3 and Company. That's going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two coming up as we broadcast live from Lake Huron Golf and Country Club for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company as we broadcast live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club here, home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. Hour number two has arrived on this rainy and slightly gloomy morning, but not to worry. I'm here at the golf course. We're going to provide you with tremendous sports talk for the next two hours. First hour was just okay. okay. <laughs> it, it was great. We're here for you, obviously. But we also got Hannah Five Names, producer extraordinaire, back in the studio. She's got both brackets printed out. She's scouring things. She's got your matchups for you. She's going to do a deep dive onto the women's bracket. Probably tomorrow we can schedule that. She can just break it down, tell you all those matchups, and help you fill out your bracket there. So we got a lot to provide for you here. Um, uh, five Names, when would you like to do that tomorrow, or would you like to do it every day for the rest of the week? Um, well, um, hmm. <laughs> Since I'm now being put on the spot to do this now, I, I guess I'm doing it tonight when I get home <laughs> after my lovely work meeting. Uh, see what happens when you that. jump in? You see what happens? <laughs> no, I love that. We are. We were going to be talking later in the week about the women's bracket, but now I have someone to do it with. So five names okay. and I. Five names, RP3. We'll break down the women's bracket later this week because hey, lots to talk about there, right? Yeah. Kim Mulkey. And company, the Tigers are the number three seed in the Spokane region. They're going to open up tournament play at home in the PMAC on Saturday, 4 o'clock. Will be tipped there for the LSU women's basketball team as they try to put together a deep run into the NCAA tournament. So we'll talk more about that as the week progresses. Of course, not only is RP3 and company out here at the golf course, footnotes with Kevin Foote is, and we're going to be here all week. 
That's right. All week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, broadcasting live from the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. Of course, tomorrow will be the two pro-ams, the morning and the afternoon. And then Thursday's the first round. Second round, cut day, Friday. And then third round, what we call moving day, for those who follow golf, on Saturday. And then the championship round will be on Sunday. Weather looks like it, it is going to be cooperating after this storm system goes through here today. Should be nice and pretty weather for the rest of the tournament. Of course, we couldn't be out here without the support of our sponsors who have helped make this happen. Tibbs Trailers, you're you're thinking trailers, you think of Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Doosan. Rope Soap and Dope. They're Acadiana's workplace authority for more than 20 years. They're offering supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. You can find them online at ropesoapanddope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant, you're always welcome to light up at the Cigar Merchant. They are Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located right there in the oil center. And, of course, Golf Connection USA. GolfConnectionLouisiana.com. You can visit their website. Hey, that tailor-made stealth driver you keep hearing everyone talk about, they have it as well as a large variety of golf bags and shoes. Go visit them at 2009 West Pinhook Road right there in Lafayette. Got a poll question of the day for you to vote on as well. Major League Baseball free agency frenzy is upon us. NFL free agency frenzy is upon us. It's going on at the same time because of the lockout. Major League Baseball is behind the eight ball, so to speak. So that is beginning. It's been a rash of signings, especially in the NFL, where the Jacksonville Jaguars have decided to spend a quarter of a billion dollars on players that are not elite. So I'm sure that will pay off in a big way for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who will soon be a team in London. Free agency up and running. Interesting thing has happened with Carlos Correa and the Astros. The all-star shortstop, great player, helped them win a World Series championship, has helped them to two more World Series appearances. He is coveting a big payday, right? $250, $300 million type of payday. That's what the market warrants, right? It just does. Now, longstanding, the thought was, that the Strohs and Carlos were not able, were, were going to be unable to come together. The, the money was going to be too much, and that the Astros were not going to be able to pay him an enormous amount of money. They already got Altuve under contract. They got Bregman under contract. You can't have every one of your star players on massive contracts, right? Big, massive contracts. It's just, it, it, there's no way to do it. So, it was long believed that wasn't going to happen. But, Talks are apparently have been intensifying the last couple days between the Astros and Carlos Correa and his agent. And even teammates are reaching out. So could there be a chance that Carlos Correa actually comes back and plays in an Astros uniform? That you'd ask an Astro fan a week ago, two weeks ago, they said there's no way. There's no way. And I've been key I've I've been asking that question. Well, do they just bring him on like a one-year deal, right? That way he can hit free agency again next year um, and everything like that. But no, no. 
people didn't even think that was a possibility because you're going to have suitors across the board in Major League Baseball. They're going to want Carlos to be on their team. But talks are intensifying, which is giving some hope that the Astros and Carlos Correa could still be together for this season. That's our poll question of the day. Will the Astros re-sign all-star Carlos Correa? Right now, 81% of you say yes. Lots of optimism today with our listeners and our fans. 19% of you say no. We already went to the, through the comments there. It could be something in between. And what I mean by that for the Astros and Carlos Carrera, it could be a situation where maybe it's more than a one-year deal. Maybe it's like a three-year deal. It's not the six- or seven-year deal that Carlos reportedly wanted. He wanted a big-time, big-money deal, but years. For baseball guys, they all want the years. They want the lengthy deal because in Major League Baseball, those contracts are fully guaranteed. So they want that insurance. They want to be able to have the opportunity to know, I'm locked up, I got this deal for the next six, seven, eight years. But maybe this is a situation where it's not just the one-year deal and run it back. Maybe it's somewhere in between where the Astros can afford it because instead of having to pay, say, $300 million over six or seven years, you're paying $150 million over maybe two or three. And that does that seems a little silly when you talk about those big numbers, but teams – would much rather teams would much rather pay a lot of money for a shorter deal than they do a long-term deal. Teams, franchises, Major League Baseball franchises for the most part do not like signing their guys to long-term deals. Because they like to have the ability to get out of deals, they like to have the ability to move on from a player. They do. They would much rather prefer signing their players to 3-4 year deals than they would those 6-7-8 year deals. So is this a situation where the Astros were like, well, Carlos, we'd love we man, we're down. We'll pay you thirty plus million dollars a year. Here's a three year deal with a fourth year option. Maybe that's something that can actually take place for the Astros. That way they can run it back again and try to get back to the World Series and win it this time. And it's amazing that we stand here today in that position with Carlos Carrera, where it looked like that deal was not even gonna have a remote chance of happening. And there thought to be a better chance for Freddie Freeman, former league MVP, World Series champion, multiple all-star for the Atlanta Braves, first baseman. Thought process was, well, the Braves will figure out a way to do it. They couldn't. You know, a very emotional GM talked to the media about Freddie Freeman and not being able to get the deal done. They instead trade for Olsen from the Oakland Athletics, who, if you look just based on numbers, had a better year than Freddie did last year. He'll come and play first base. And for the Braves fans, does not look like Freddie Freeman's coming back. Is that disappointing? Absolutely. I completely understand it. Am I a little peeved that the team captain, who's been kind of the heart and soul of the franchise for the better part of a decade, is not going to be able to come back and play for my Braves? Absolutely. But trust the GM. Because this is the same GM that last year, after Ronald Acuna Jr., has a season-ending injury, injury, their best player. And they have multiple injuries to other players, including pitchers and outfielders. And the GM, instead of being a seller at the trade deadline around All-Star break, he decides to be aggressive. He signs and trades 
for every possible outfielder he could, an abundance of guys that he brings in. He makes move after move after move after move, and it paid off as the Braves not only won the National League East, but then went on to win their first World Series championship since 1995. So the guy who orchestrated that was able to make the shrewd moves, moving pieces around, moving prospects around, trading for guys, absorbing contracts, and able to put together a World Series run. The Olsen deal makes a lot of sense. It's a smart deal. It's an insurance deal. And as much as you're disappointed because you love the player that played for your team, the team kind of moves on, right? I mean, that's kind of how it works. No one wanted to see Tom Glavin, you know, pitching in a Mets jersey. But it happened. It happened. If you're a Braves fan, no one wanted to see, you know, Greg Maddox go back and play for the Cubs. No one wanted to see that. It happened because that's what happens. Very rarely do you get a guy play his entire career for you. That happened with Chipper Jones. That happened with Chipper Jones. He re- he redid his deal to free up salary cap space back in the day to stay with the Braves. But even my second favorite Brave of all time, John Smoltz. Guess what? He went and played for the Boston Red Sox and the St. Louis Cardinals for a season. They don't stay with you forever. They don't stay with you forever. And if they help you win a World Series championship, that's great. And then is it sad when one of your favorite players, a guy that's been a key member of your team, leaves? Absolutely. It sucks. No one says it doesn't. It sucks. Make no bones about it. But that's part of the business of baseball. That's part of the business of professional sports, period. So whether you're a Braves fan with Freddie Freeman leaving, more than likely going to be signing elsewhere. Or if Carlos Correa does not sign with the Houston Astros and he goes elsewhere, hey, man, you just got to be thankful for their time that they spent with your team. Helped you win a World Series championship, which both guys did for their prospective teams. Send them on their way and then just hope that your franchise can make the moves in the front office and draft responsibly, and develop their talent through the farm system, which Major League Baseball has tried to gut, by the way, to be able to, once that guy goes, you bring up somebody else, and in a couple years that person can be a key contributor and help your team win another championship or at least compete for championships. That's what you got to do. That's exactly what you have to do. Oh, let me tell you about this week. It's the bracket, right? NCAA men's tournament, it begins tonight with the first four games in the women's tournament. Also begins this week. So lots of the excitement on the hardwood. And the teams have been selected for the biggest tournament of the year. There's only a few days left to join in in all the action before the first team tips off this Thursday. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 years of age or older to play. Physically present in Louisiana. Availability does vary by parish. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Woo. Good start to hour number two. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep it rolling right along. In about 15 minutes from right now, Ronnie Rance, former star pitcher for LSU, College World Series champion. Also, sports talk host. Executive Director of the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame Foundation and now owner of the Baton Rouge Rougarou will join us talking all things baseball in the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. That's coming up in about 15 minutes from right now. We'll take your phone calls. Open segment coming up right here. Hotline 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. Open phone lines, and we'll talk Raging Cajun softball, baseball next, right here on RP3 and Company. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 is known for being a well-tempered and thoughtful sports journalist. The incompetence, the absolute abundance of arrogance from Rob Manford makes me want to punch him in his throat. Okay, well, we all have our bad days. I'm not kidding. If he was right here in the studio, I would walk up to him and throw him a punch. Well, let's all hope he took his meds today. Back to hopefully a calm and collected RP3. On the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here in Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So if you or a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, can be just minor landscaping, really doesn't matter. You run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year. There's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out there and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service and to promote public safety. Louisiana 811 and the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles reminds you call 811 and know what's below before you dig. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. Will the Astros sign Carlos Correa? Do you believe so? Yes or no? Go vote. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. Right now, let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Reynolds to the show. Reynolds, good morning, bud. How are you? Morning. Long time no here. How you been, bud? 
I've been great. I've been great. Listen, just first off, uh, I have some good, kind of good news for Hannah, for the Seattle Mariners. They won't oh. suck, but they won't be good. So somewhere in between. There we go. Mediocre. You'll take it. It's a step in the I right will. direction. First season with them, be a mediocre. I'm down with that. <laughs> well, so speaking of baseball, uh, earlier uh, you were talking about how uh, uh, the Tigers were ranked like 16th, 8th, 4th, and it's all over the place. Correct. And I trust your judgment. So what do you really think they're, they're uh, ranked at, what, what, where they should be? And my second question is about the Cajuns. Uh, I saw them play against uh, Cal, uh, well, Cal State, um, not Fullerton, the other one. You mean you, and, the Cajuns or the Cowboys? Yeah, well, I, yeah. And I uh, saw them play. I thought they were really good. Where do you see? Where do you think that the Cajuns are right now with a baseball team? Uh, okay. And I'll get off and let you speak on those two questions. Thank Appreciate you. the phone call, brother. Enjoy your day. Be safe out there. As for LSU, look, I, I think the name on the jersey has them ranked higher than they probably are. They haven't beat anybody, right? So that that's that's my only thing with LSU. I, I have slight trepidation. It's one thing to beat up on Bethune Cookman. It's another thing to beat up on Maine. I get that, but I have to see them play quality competition and beat them on a consistent basis. I think they can hit. I, I got no problem with LSU. I think they're going to get better as the season progresses. I think you could see LSU definitely possibly make a run to a super regional. Do I believe they're a college world series team? I don't know. It, it, it all depends on matchups and that pitching's got to get better. Right? So if I had to rank them right now, I mean, I, it's early in the season. I, I don't like doing the rankings that early, personally, because you don't see them play quality competition as of yet, right? They, they just haven't. You you don't play quality competition, and you look at their schedule, and there's not a bunch of world beaters on there. Just isn't. So you try not to overvalue playing against inferior competition, like Bethune, Cookman, like Maine, right? You don't want to take too much stock in that because you're like, well, do I think they're probably deserve to be around 10, top 10, top 15 team? I'd say so. I need to see more. Like they lost to Louisiana Tech. They've beaten up on Townsend, Southern, Maine, and Bethune, Cookman. That, that doesn't move the needle for me. It just doesn't. You know, they struggled. They had to win in walk-off fashion against Oklahoma. Texas had them. that they, they were not on the same level there in that game in the Shriners Classic. And then they lost to Baylor. So, beating, gutting out a win against a scrappy McNeese team who's going to get better as the season progresses and beating Bethune and Cookman doesn't move the needle for me. I think they're a top 15 team right now. But they could develop into something really good. We're not going to know about that until we go through – weekend series after weekend series in SEC play. We're going to know more about this team in about three weeks. Then we're going to really know just how good this team is. As for the Cajuns, I think they're really good. I, I they uh, Let me let me say this. They have the potential to be really good just like LSU does. 
they let a game get away from them over the weekend against Houston, they probably should have swept that series. But they're still finding themselves. Figuring out what the bullpen is going to be is going to be a big question mark. Matt Deggs is probably going to figure that out within the next couple weeks when conference play begins. I think they have enough pitching. I think they have enough pitching. It's just putting it all together. This is going to be a transition year for Matt Deggs' team. If his team is, if the program is going to take that next step up and elevate itself to being back to where it used to be, this is a year that that's going to happen where they're going to make that transition. He's got his guys in there, his way of doing things. They're all bought in. I could see that. I really could. I could see that. And they've played tougher competition. Now, the weather did play a role, but they were not good in Round Rock, right, when they got a chance to play elite competition. They should have beat Arkansas, but they let that one get away from them. So they're still a young team trying to figure that out. LSU kind of has some of the similar issues as well. So I think both teams, I would not be surprised whatsoever, Ronald, to answer your question in a very long way, if you see LSU, UL, and McNeese all playing in an NCAA regional at the end of the year. I think all three teams have that potential. I think they have the talent. I think they could possibly be that good. But they're going to have to continue to develop. And for LSU, they haven't really played anyone. And when they have played people, they've lost to them, right? So they got to prove that they can beat quality competition teams that are just as good as them. They haven't proven they can do that yet. UL has. They just haven't been consistent. And they need to prove that they can be consistent and string together victories because right now they're a game above 500. They've let some games get away from them. McNeese, same thing. They've had some games. They've looked good. They've been scrappy. They've fought hard. They're going to be hosting uh, the the Raging Cajuns. Justin Hill's team is going to be hosting Matt Deggs and company tomorrow night over in Lake Chuck. That should be a heck of a ball game. So, still a lot of season in front of us. I think all three of those teams have the potential to be NCAA regional teams, but they're going to have to continue getting over a few humps, so to speak. Still plenty of time for that because it is only March 15th. We got to take a timeout. When we return, we're going to talk more about LSU baseball. We're going to talk about the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame and about the new business of ever of our first guest today. Oh, you know him, you love him. Ronnie Rance will be joining us live right here on RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here on RP3 and Company, everyone is apparently part of the game family. Brother, 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 brother. Seriously, how many brothers does Ray have? Good morning to you, brother. Back to Ray and all of his brothers, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. In the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. 
has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Ooh, don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halsey, Doja Cat, Megan D. Stallion, just to name a few. That's the Hangout Music Fest. May 20th to May 22nd in Gulf Shores. You can win your VIP passes from the game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. Do you believe, now that talks have been intensifying between Carlos Correa, the all-star shortstop for the Houston Astros, and the Astros front office, do you believe that a deal would get done that Carlos will remain an Astro? That's our poll question of the day. Go vote on that. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. But speaking of baseball, how about we talk to someone who played at a high level for the LSU Tigers and Skip Bertman, College World Series, that's on the box, longtime broadcaster, man in charge of the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame Foundation, and now he's got a new title because he doesn't have enough of those. Oh, man, it's our time to welcome on Well, we're efforting Ronnie Rance, our good friend, having some technical issues there. We'll try to get him on the line as soon as possible. The former LSU star pitcher and the executive director of the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame Foundation. So we'll try to get Ronnie on here as soon as possible. So, baseball free agency. It's interesting about this Carlos Correa thing. If this can actually happen, if they can pull this together. If they can pull this together. Because I didn't think there was a possibility that it was going to happen. Look, all-star shortstops that can hit, those are prized commodities, right? right. That That's, that's a player and a position that... Typically, teams will overpay for. And that's what it boils down to. You know, going back to one of the comments that Steve had earlier about, you know, these guys being played and I'll just watch college baseball. I get that. But this is what the market warrants, right? This is this is what it boils down to. Team, If a team is willing to overpay for someone, this is how it's going to be. This all goes back to... A-Rod getting that massive deal from the Texas Rangers where they overpaid him and overshot anyone else trying to pay for him by like $100 million. And that started that kind of era of overpaying for stars. And contracts went absolutely crazy, went bananas after that. And the Red Sox were offering major deals and the Yankees were offering major deals and now the Dodgers... And there's still teams that do that. They offer those enormous deals to guys, and it's just a huge number, right? It's just a humongous number. <sighs> you know, that, that's what it boils down to. And the teams are willing to pay it. I mean, hell, Bobby Bonilla still gets paid money by the Mets. So, you know, he stopped playing baseball like 20 years ago. <laughs> so this is just what it is. This is just what it's all about is that, is that's what the market dictates. And if the market says that all-star shortstops that can hit can sign for $250, $300, $350 million, then that's what it's going to be. You don't have to like it. It's just part of the business 
of professional sports. So, that being said, we thought for the longest time, Carlos, that's what was going to happen with Carlos, that he was just going to hit free agency, and he was going to be flooded with offers. And I think he was, but then the lockout happens. And he gets to spend more time still being connected to his teammates, and they love him. And will they be disappointed if he leaves? Yeah, just like the Braves teammates are disappointed that the Braves can get something done with Freddie Freeman. That's what it looks like. But Carlos Correa actually has a legitimate chance here of playing for the Astros this season. Now, he could still, you know, look, agents get involved, right? And agents tend to sway decisions for players more times than not. So, agents like to make money. Agents like to get the big cut of that big salary. That's how that works. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Once again, there could be a possibility here where instead of just one of that, like, you know, the really expensive one-year deal, maybe they come up with some type of three- or four-year deal. Once again, I said it before, Major League Baseball teams do not want to have to they don't like giving the long-term deal, that five, six, seven-year deal, because they don't want there to be an Albert Pujols situation like with the Angels. The Angels gave him a massive deal, but a lot of years on that deal. And they were stuck with him, and they had to keep paying him. And you don't want to get stuck with a player past his prime when you're still paying them an enormous amount of money per year. That's how teams look at that. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Astros and Carlos do get a deal done that it's a maybe a shorter year deal, right? It's less years, same same a mass, same big amount of money, a massive amount of money, say 30, 35, 38 mil per year, but instead of it being over six, seven, eight years, it's just like three or four. I could see that. I could definitely see that. So it looks like we're going to be unable to get Ronnie Rance on here today for RP3 and Company. Something's come up. We'll reschedule with Ronnie and make sure to try to maybe have him on tomorrow's program. But while we have some time here, let's talk a little Raging Cajun, shall we? Raging Cajun's baseball, softball. Matt Deggs and Jerry Glasgow spoke to the media yesterday during their weekly press conference. And for the baseball team, they have a big game at McNeese this week on the road, and then they're on the road for Troy. And they're coming off taking two or three from the Houston Cougars. You heard Jay Walker on the program yesterday say they probably should have swept that series, but still, it's a series win, and they're above 500. Now, Justin Hill's team, they're going to be scrappy. They're going to be ready to go, and trust me, McNeese, huh, they like circling this game against the Raging Cajuns. It's a nice rivalry between the I-10 foes. And this is what Matt Deggs had to say about the Cowboys. Well, it'll be a lively atmosphere. Uh, they draw extremely well there. The community, like Charles, supports those guys. Just like we get supported, it's just a smaller venue. You know, so they're going to draw well. We always travel well. People show up to watch us play, so that's pretty much guaranteed. Obviously, they're well coached, and, and uh, they're tough to play over there. Uh, so 
I don't think ever you're not going to hear me talk a whole lot about opponent as much as us, and and we've got to get over there and just play our brand of baseball. And if we get heading downhill on people, it's it's tough to stop. And I would say that from the outside looking in, it's just hard to handle. And our offense needs to continue to step up. Coach Diggs, when he spoke to us yesterday, he talked about you know how great it was to see his team kind of respond. Remember Friday's game gets postponed, gets uh, it's tied in the eighth, gets postponed because of rain and lightning. So they have to finish the game on Saturday, but then they have to turn around and, and play their second game of the series, and they were a little lackluster. They lost that game. Well, they come back and they respond in convincing fashion, dominating the Cougars on Sunday to take the series victory. And I asked, you know, Coach talked about you know, wanting his team to, you know, be consistent, right, and doing all that. And he'd like to see that from game to game to game instead of it being in one game here and then not in game two as it was this past weekend. And I asked Coach Diggs, well, how do you get your team to play better more often? And this is what the skipper had to say. Well, I think on my end of things, you're 90% psychologist this time of year and 10% coach. And so, you know, you look at the Cubs when they won the series. Their thing was try not to suck, right? I played for Butch Hobson. Uh, he would have relievers come in and throw the first pitch up the backstop. It's sometimes you got to flip the mindset and let them know that, look, failure is a part of it. Let's either let's fail really good or let's win really good. One of the two. Let's quit being in between. And because we're better than that, we're not an in-between group. We should be able to make an impression one way or another. And I think that got across to them. How do we sustain that? I think they enjoyed playing, you know, fast, hard, and loose. And so that's what most of our good teams have always been able to do. Brandon Talley came in and kind of stopped the bleeding for this team on Friday when Tommy had a rough go of and had to be pulled early. And, and Talley is – an interesting guy for this Raging Cajuns baseball team because he could be a starter or he could be your closer or he could be your middleman, your stretch guy, however you want to utilize him. He's that versatile. And Coach Deggs was asked about, you know, could he see a scenario where Tally will end up being this team's closer like he's been in the past? I don't know. He's pretty valuable as a utility guy right now. Uh, if he doesn't pitch on Friday, we may not win that game. That's kind of the way it was heading. You could see him start. You know, I think we've built him up enough where he could start and do a really good job. You know, my plan all along was to start him this year. And uh, for one reason or another, you know, we just haven't really given that serious consideration. It's almost like I wish we had two of him. But we don't. We got one and a couple of in injuries, so we got a couple of lefties down, right? So it's kind of a roll of the dice. You want him twice, possibly, or do you want him once? Uh, and that's kind of what we're kicking around right now. The Raging Cajuns, who are 8-7 and seven overall on the season, have looked good against University of Houston. They've looked good against UC Irvine, who's ranked. But then also dropped that Southern Miss series, a series they probably should have won. They're going to get back to action tomorrow night in Lake Charles as they take on the Cowboys. UL at McNeese at the Joe. Six o'clock is first pitch. And then after that, they'll be on the road because they'll open up Sunbelt Conference play at Troy for a three-game series this coming weekend. 
The Raging Cajun softball team, meanwhile, they opened up conference play in the Sun Belt this past weekend at Lamson Park. And they did so by, and it, you know, stunning, they actually lost a Sun Belt conference game. But the team rallied. They pushed through, and they were tested, and they ended up getting the series win, their 65th consecutive series victory in Sunbelt Conference play. And they move on. And now they get another chance, after being tested this past weekend to open up conference play, now they get a chance to make a statement, right? They've had these opportunities against nationally ranked foes before. LSU twice fell short. Alabama twice fell short. Now the Raging Cajun softball team, who is young, Jerry Glasgow is working his magic, they have an opportunity because they welcome in Texas for a doubleheader tomorrow night at Lampson Park. Unbelievable. UT comes to town. And this should be a heck of a ball game, or heck of two ball games, rather. And Texas has been a little off this year. They started off in the preseason, they started off the season ranked in the top ten. So this was going to be another one of those quality opponents for Jerry Glasgow's team. They're 15-5, and five, the Raging Cajuns are, and they welcome in UT for a twin bill tomorrow night. First game at 4, second game tentatively scheduled for 6.30, and then they go on the road for a weekend series at Georgia Southern in Statesboro, Georgia. But this is what Coach Jerry Glasgow had to say about those Longhorns who are coming to town tomorrow. They're talented. They're extremely talented. They come into the preseason as a top 10 team in most, uh, almost every poll, and they've struggled out of the gate. They've, they've struggled. I think they've had injuries, and I think they've had, you know, I think the midseason transfers, I think that they would say, I'm guessing, but I'm pretty sure they would say that maybe affected chemistry a little bit. But whatever reason, they've not got out of the gate the way they want to get out of the gate. But, you know, Whitey's a, one of the top coaches in the country, one of the most competitive people that you'll ever meet. And he's, every year he gets his team ready. And they're, they're going to they're gonna come to the front here as they go through the second half season. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to be a top 25 team shortly. So any win we can get over them is huge for us. It's a major game for us, and and we'll, you know, our games are important to them as well. So I think you're going to see two really good, hard-fought games. It should be just some awesome softball taking taking place there at Lampson Park. So. Raging Cajun softball team, they will host UT for a doubleheader tomorrow night. The Raging Cajuns baseball team, they're heading over to Lake Chuck to take on a McNeese team that is going to be scrappy. They're going to get after it. That should be a heck of a ball game as well over there at the Joe. we got to take a timeout. We'll update the poll question of the day. Finalize, well, not finalize the poll question. We'll just give you an update on it. And then we'll wrap up our number two here on RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants you to be part of our team at the Lake Charles Championship. That's next week. It was supposed to debut two years ago, unable to do so because of the pandemic, and then the Hurricanes wiped it out last year. So they'll be up and running 
over in Lake Charles there over at the Golden Nugget, and you can be part of it. You can win a dozen golf balls and a spot on the game foursome. That's right. You can golf with the big, bald, and beautiful one. Here's truly RP3 in the Lake Charles Championship Pro-Am on Wednesday, March 23rd. To enter for a chance to win, simply text NUGGET to 68683. That's NUGGET to 68683 for a chance to golf with your boy RP3 at the Lake Charles Championship Pro-Am next Wednesday. That's, of course, presented by the game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Woo! I've been told that I should be, uh, there should be plenty of video evidence of my uh, admirable attempt at golfing in the Pro-Am, Hannah Five Names, and that we should be sharing that with all the fine folks out there listening. She does not agree. She says, whatever. Um, I mean... <laughs> It'd be greatly appreciated if somebody took a video of you golfing. <laughs> Do I think the whole world needs to see it, though? That's debatable. Oh, but no. Uh, I look. I, I went. Look, I went to the range yesterday. Tried to shake off some of the rust, so I won't be that bad tomorrow afternoon out here later on. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll 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 find out. Hey, we mentioned earlier how it was going to be a big day. Cajuns are hosting. UT for a doubleheader in softball. The Cajuns baseball team is over in Lake Chuck for a marquee matchup with McNeese. Well, guess what? The McNeese softball team, which has lost four straight, they're looking to get back on track. They're going to be hosting Southern at 6.30 tomorrow in Lake Charles as well there at Joe Miller Field at Cowgirl Diamond. So that should be a good game for them, a a good way to get kind of back on track for the McNeese softball program. That's going to do it for hour number two. Hour number three coming up. We'll kick it off with Jarrett Rozier. That's next right here on 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting live here from Latrion Golf and Country Club. That's right, the home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. I am your big, bald, and beautiful host, Raymond Parch III. Whew, good show so far today. Covered a lot of ground. Baseball, softball, free agency for Major League Baseball, free agency for the NFL. So much going on right now, not to mention golf. It's all over the place. All over the place. And we got a busy final hour today for you. Coming up in about 30 minutes from right now, Ali Cassell, our friend from the Bird Rights, editor-in-chief, is going to join us, going to be talking Pelicans, of course, and NBA. In about 15 minutes from right now, had to reschedule. He's a busy man. Ronnie Rance, former star LSU pitcher, broadcaster, the man in charge of the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame Foundation, also now new Texas Collegiate League baseball owner. 
He'll join us. Got him on tap. But right now, it's time for us to kick off our number three with our good friend at his new weekly time. And before we drop in talking about recruiting, I'm going to just address the elephant in the room. I'm looking here on the Zoom side-by-side because obviously I'm out here at the golf course. Jarrett Rozier, recruiting analyst, reporter, high school aficionado, is on Zoom as well. This man suffered an injury that forced him not to leave his apartment for months. Yet he still looks better than I do. What does that say about me? That says that says I'm not living my right life. That's what that's saying to me. Jared, good morning. I don't believe Jared can hear us. We'll try to remedy that. Don't believe Mr. Rozier can hear us right now, so we'll try to fix that as soon as possible. Jared, good morning. How are you, bud? I want, can Jared, can you hear me? I don't even hear anybody. We're having some technical issues. <laughs> this <laughs> we're, we're having some technical issues. So hey, Leo, it's going... the first time I've ever done this, by the way, for anybody that is watching us on simulcast. I have I, never done I this hear Han, I hear Hannah now. Okay. we <laughs> Jared, do you hear me? I do not hear you, Ray. <laughs> Wait, I hear, I hear you laughing. I don't know if it's like from her... Mike, if you guys are across the room or whatever. Oh, goodness. We're in a whole different city, oh, okay. Jared. <laughs> okay, I've, I've got you coming in a little bit now. How about, How about now, now Roger? Can you hear, can you me? hear me? Yeah, I, I got two or three of you now kind of echoing. It's a nice effect. Don't it's worry, like we're I, I got you. this. So my first question is, how are you – looking like you're living a better lifestyle than I am and you were the one that was injured in your apartment for four months I just I've got to keep this little this little corner of my world is the only thing I have control over so I've got to keep it doing okay um, me and my surroundings I guess but I, I know we we joked how different I looked from my photo my old throwback photo how long my hair was getting and everything and I gave a shout out to Adam Hunsucker who then promptly cut all his hair off a couple days later so i think i i do have the longest hair in in baton rouge media among the men at least right now um so i do have some of that that effect of the pandemic plus ankle injury working for sure all right bud well let's look ahead here to we haven't had a chance to do this we've been talking about it, but we haven't had a chance to do this so Let's talk a little bit about 7-on-7, seven seven because that's going to be mm-hmm. right around the bin, right? What can you tell us about the 7-on-7 seven seven teams putting together series and gearing up here for the spring and for the early summer? What's the latest? Yeah, so a lot of the the travel, all-star, non-scholastic, however you want to verbiage it, 7-on-7 uh, seven seven is, is underway. There's a big tournament at the end of January in Miami that is is kind of one of the first big kickoffs. And then a lot of times there's a little bit of a layoff uh, depending on the teams. And then they, they kind of come back a few weeks later and then start to get into a little bit more regular rhythm. And that's kind of where we are now. Battle is one of the, the circuits that the teams participate in, one of the bigger circuits. And Battle just had its New Orleans event uh, down at Tad Gormley this past weekend. Uh, which between my ankle and then all of the LSU basketball news, I ended up missing for the first time in a while, but have had a chance to 
catch up with some of the coaches around the state over the last week and just kind of gauge who, who were some of the guys on their roster, who were some, some guys to watch. And so, um, you know, there's going to be some other tournaments, probably some smaller ones around Louisiana and, and some bigger ones around the region that if folks are interested in, in catching some of that, or just keep an eye out for the highlights, you're going to see some really fantastic receivers, DBs, quarterbacks, and linebackers uh, competing for, many more Louisiana teams than we had historically seen. It's, it's really blown up the last few years. Uh, you'll see them competing in, in that format pretty much every weekend now uh, through Memorial Day weekend. We're talking with recruiting analysts, extraordinaire high school beat reporter, and a man with the, the best hair in sports media in the state of Louisiana. Now I just gave him that title. I hope he's okay with that. Our good friend. I was, was going to say, I said long, I didn't say best. So that's, that's your words, but I'll take that on a Tuesday morning. My, my man, look, look at this. You, you see this? <laughs> like when you, when you got the tennis ball, look, anyone who has hair has great hair. So just, a, <laughs> you have great hair. You have great hair. I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> All right, let's get into 2025. If you would have told me five years ago, I'd be looking ahead, talking about recruits three years down the road. I tell you, you're crazy, but that's how recruiting has evolved, right? We're, we're getting so far out. Give us a little bit of a sneak peek about 2025 here in the state. Yeah, 2025, we've, uh, you know, we've talked so much about some of these other classes, and I've been excited to chat a little 2025 with you as, as again, it's very far out. These guys are still in the middle of their freshman year. They have a long way to go and a lot of development, but there are some guys, um, you know, five or 10 guys that are really kind of standing out to me early. And a, a couple of them at least are folks that three, three, seven area fans would probably be excited to hear their names start to get some mention. And so just kind of referencing a couple of those right off the bat, diesel Solari at Cecilia, is electric and I think has a chance to be one of the most explosive prospects in the state. I've already heard from some power five coaches that are kind of interested in seeing how he continues to develop. Um, you know, the measurements I had had on him most recently were five, six, one sixty, And so watching how he physically develops and continues to grow will be interesting, but he's a guy that when we talk about some of the, the more explosive, smaller, prospects to come through the state like Clyde Edwards Elaire or Smoke Harris who ended up at Louisiana Tech and just the ability to put the foot in the ground and be gone dances way out of a phone book and be gone for big plays Diesel is a guy that's shown a lot of that early on with the ball in his hands and when he gets a chance to get out there and, and run some routes and and kind of blow the top off things vertically he's a threat in any way you can get him involved on offense and so He's one of the the first names that you hear for that 2025 group. Another guy out there in Lake Charles at Sulphur High, uh, J.D. LaFleur, the son of former LSU and Dallas Cowboys tight end, uh, David LaFleur. J.D.'s already 6'6", 235, 240 as a freshman uh, and moves pretty well for a, a guy that size. And so those are two big 337 guys from kind of the Lafayette and Lake Charles area. And then, uh, Jalen Coleman, a standout speedy running back down at Vanderbilt Catholic, is kind of following that Elijah McGuire mold. So he's certainly a name that Cajuns fans will remember. Uh, Jalen's someone that I was told about going into high school to keep an eye on him, and I was excited to see how he developed. And then he came out and I think exceeded a lot of expectations freshman year. I don't remember if he ended up all state, but he was in that conversation. 
uh, certainly when we had those all state meetings. And so those are three kind of among 10 or 12 early on that I think folks need to know, uh, particularly if you're uh, in y'all's area code out there. Jared, this is going to sound like a, a silly question, but how can you evaluate a recruit who's literally only played one season of football and his body is still developing, right? He's still growing. He's still getting bigger, going through puberty and, and growth spurts. So how can you, how do you approach that as someone who's an analyst? How do you approach recruiting guys that are that young? Yeah, I, th- I think even when you're talking about the high school guys, it's important to remember how inexact of a science it is. And I always think to, we talked about the the bootleggers, the really prominent seven on seven team in Louisiana that kind of kicked things off before the scene really blew up here uh, for a few years there. Ryan Clark was the head coach. And before he was the head coach, he was involved as, as kind of a defensive coordinator. And I remember being at a, a workout with him and he looked at a couple of prospects and came over to the side and was like, man, like, like that kid and that kid are terrible. Like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. And then by the end of the session, he came back and said, you know, that, that same kid, that, that kid's going to be pretty good. And all these guys ended up being SEC guys. And it's, it's interesting just kind of the different stages of development. Cause Ryan is looking at things from a very technical NFL aspect, how skilled are they, how fine tuned is that skill set? And a lot of these guys are, are still pretty raw um, even as, at that point, juniors preparing for their senior year. And so when you're talking about younger guys, they're that much earlier in their development. You're really just kind of looking at some of those pure raw athleticism type traits. Good. I mean, at that age, good size is going to catch your attention early. If you have the ability to, to be as explosive, uh, you know, put again, put your foot in the ground and, and be gone and explode and have that burst like diesel has and show some of these traits it's very kind of trying to identify some special things early on and know that it's a, a very unfinished product, but see some of those early flashes and then just monitor uh, moving forward. Wrapping up our conversation here with our friend, Jarrett Rozier, recruiting analyst reporter. He joins us on RP3 and company. All right, but I get you out of here with this. I was wanting to this week talk about the NCAA tournament, but then uh, Will Wade got fired. So I want to ask you this, with the threat of sanctions, probably scholarship reductions, postseason ban coming, that's, that's what everyone anticipates for the LSU men's basketball program. How much do you expect this is going to impact recruiting regardless of who is going to be the man in charge of the program? It, we've already seen it have some impact recruiting wise with uh, a 2022 forward Devin Ree who decommitted. Uh, I think it was Sunday night actually, but in the last couple of days, just said with some of the uncertainty that he thought he and his family thought it was a good idea to take good idea to take a step back. And I mean, for whatever you might want to say about Will Wade and and the way that things got done, or I know some folks who are not LSU fans really did not care for him. He kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way for a variety of reasons, as beloved as he was for a lot of people in Baton Rouge. The man brought incredible talent to the LSU basketball program compared to what they're they're used to. And so you may criticize 
again, some of the ways that that he handled some things, you may criticize the way that that team would get as stagnant on offense as it did for huge stretches and, and cost itself. But you can't really critique the fact that end of the day, high level talent wanted to come play for Will Wade and Baton Rouge. And so him being out of the picture is definitely something that you're going to have to watch even without considering what the sanctions and whatnot may be. But then as you start to see some of those other puzzle pieces fall into place, which LSU is, I think, trying to distance itself from and avoid by Will being out here, even though it's, you know, three and a half years deep, um, that's going to be other things that, that each of these prospects watch because it's a short, it's a short college life for particularly basketball players. And so they want to make sure that they maximize that, as many of these guys as want to go play for one year and then make a jump or two years and then make a jump. Bud, appreciate you making the time uh, quickly. Uh, the coach, Danny Broussard, still waiting on the invitation to that summer pool party that he's been trying to tell us he's going to invite us to, but that's, that's, that's not happening yet. Um, he says, keep it long in regards to the hair. He's saying it's a good look. You should keep it, bud. What do you think? I think Danny is so positive and supportive of pretty much anything I do. I could be on here with a face tattoo this morning and be like, you know, I mean, I don't know what you're doing, but it's, it, but for a face tattoo, you, you pull it off. If anyone's going to pull it off, you pull it off. Um, but I, I appreciate that love from both of you guys this morning. Jared, appreciate you, Tom, but thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Y'all have a great Tuesday. stuff hey if you got chronic joint pain not having success with steroids but trying to avoid surgery well thankfully there's a better way and it's now available here from the medical professionals at qc kinetics that's right i'm raymond parts the third better known as rp3 here and i'm talking about new therapies advanced all natural regenerative treatments that not only give you relief but also can restore and repair damaged tissue for long lasting relief if you've got joint pain Due to arthritis, knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, don't just think the old ways of dealing with the pain are the only ways. You need to learn more about these new biologic therapy solutions. Call now for a free consultation, QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. These remarkable new treatments increase mobility decrease pain, and help restore tissue. They actually encourage your body to heal itself. Call now and learn more about these regenerative and revolutionary alternatives. Don't wait. Call today. QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. When we return here on RP3 and Company, Ronnie Rance, former LSU pitcher, broadcaster, and the man in charge of the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame Foundation will join us live right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to RP3 and Company as we broadcast live from Lake Charles Golf and Country Club. Here, the home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. The sun is starting to try to come out here. Uh, course, obviously, received a lot of rainfall overnight early this morning. It was raining when we first came on. so But the sun is starting to come out. But that should be the 
worst weather that we're going to experience here should be nice, beautiful weather for tomorrow's Pro-Am. And then, of course, the tournament Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday out here in Broussard. The shine, the sun is also shining fairly brightly on the LSU baseball team. They're not perfect, but Jay Johnson's team has had a good start to the season playing inferior competition. We'll know more about this team once they start playing bigger and better teams. That's coming. SEC schedule's right around the bend. But I want to get perspective about that from someone who not only played for the Tigers, was a star for the Tigers, won championships with the Tigers, and a man who's called many a baseball game since then. It's our good friend, the one and only Ronnie Rance. Ronnie, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? Good morning, buddy. Sorry I'm late. Better late than never, I guess. <laughs> you just know how to make an entrance, man. You just you look, you were like, look, I don't want to be the starter. I want to come in here. I want to be the middle reliever guy, you know, for, for the show today. It's fine, bud. It's fine. Yeah, it's called, it's called driving in North Louisiana and like a goofball. I had my phone on uh, do not disturb her earlier, and so I apologize. Not a problem, bud. Not a problem. Hey, um, I know it's early in the season, and I know they've piled up a bunch of wins against teams that they should have piled up a bunch of wins against, but give me your big takeaway so far early in the season here for the LSU baseball team under first-year head coach Jay Johnson. I think early on the team is about what we expected. Um, they can really swing it. Um, they've, they've got, you know, future major leaguers in their lineup. They've got guys that are having big offensive years, although they haven't faced the toughest uh, competition. You know, the four games that LSU, the toughest four games that LSU's played, Louisiana Tech on the road at three teams, three games at Minute Maid Ballpark and, uh, in Houston, the team's batting less than 250 as a team. The rest of the year, they're destroying it. But um, uh, so they can swing it. And we had question marks about the pitching staff going into the year. And unfortunately, uh, we still have question marks about the pitching staff going into the SEC season. Uh, and particularly, obviously, their starter, Blake Money. What, what is his status for this week and beyond? Um, and, uh, and they also uh, lost a lefty earlier in the year for the season. That was going to be a big part of their season as well. So, um, uh, you know, and, and unfortunately you're playing in the SEC, and I feel like we say this every year, the SEC might be as tough this year as it's ever been. Clearly LSU's road schedule is absolutely brutal in the league play. So uh, they have a pretty good team, but their record may not show it at the end in conference play. What's your big concern about this team so far? Well, it's just who's going to get the ball, what their role is, you know, expectations. Just like any coaching staff wants to know, all right, who's our top seven, eight guys, and, and, and kind of have an idea of what they're going to get for the most part night in and night out. And right now that's, that's very much up in the air um, going into this. They don't have a, 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 a bona fide number one starter. And I say that even with Blake Money in there because he just hasn't done it enough. Um, he, you know, he, he's a guy who was a sophomore. He last year didn't even make the postseason roster transformed his body and his career and looked like he was headed to greatness. But, you know, uh, we, he hadn't really done it, and then all of a sudden now he's got an injury. So the guy who was going to be the clear number one is, is, is who knows what his future is this season with an injury. And then you don't really have a number two, I don't believe, in Ty Floyd. Uh, he throws 91 and 95. He throws a lot of strikes. He's a good has a great arm, and, and Coach Jay Johnson describes his fastball as a magic fastball, meaning that up in the zone, 
guys just have trouble hitting it or getting on top of it. But he doesn't really have much of a breaking ball to speak of. And I don't know how you go through the SEC as a starter with a, as a one-trick pony. So that's troubling. And then and then Mikhail Hilliard, who every year we kind of keep thinking, well, they've got to have something better than Mikhail Hilliard. His velocity is 85 to 88. He's, he's you know, pretty good, but you would think stuff-wise they've got a lot of guys on that roster that are better, but yet he just keeps uh, kind of hanging in there because at least he's, you know, again, he's consistency, he can throw multiple pitches for strikes. He looks like he's going to be the Sunday starter. I just don't know how that's all those question marks in the start rotation, how that stacks up against the likes of, you know, Florida and, and Ole Miss and, and Vanderbilt and Arkansas and others that have real dudes in their in their rotation. Jack Mirfield is the young man that transferred in from LSUE, obviously played for Jeff Willis for a few seasons. He does a tremendous job over there on the Cajun Prairie. And we all thought he'd get playing time because of his glove work, because he's really good with the glove. But he's also played a significant amount at, in, you know, at the plate as well, Ronnie. You know, he's batting 345. He's, he's uh, appeared in 14 games, started 11 of them. Do you see Jack having a role as a starter for this team moving forward as they go through conference play? Yeah, I definitely know that they would like to keep him over there at third as much as they can, and they hope his bat hangs in there once they ratcheted it up. I mean, you know, no disrespect to any of these those guys, but, I mean, most of this is coming at Maine and Towson and Southern and, and uh, Bethune-Cookman. I mean, those – I mean, I mean, you should hit 300 against those guys. Um but his, his, he is clearly the best third baseman that they have as far as at that position. Uh, Barry has played a little bit there, and, and, but he's just not near as good defensively. He's, he's a less of a, a defensive liability in the outfield, and so I, they're hoping he can probably hang in there. But, no, Jack out of Dutchtown High School and in, in, in the suburbs of Baton Rouge has done a, a, a really nice job over there. And I think there's some benefit, too, to being down in the order, hitting you know, eighth or so. And you got all those big boppers ahead of you. You know, by the time you get down to the eighth, you're like, "Hey, I'm definitely not going to walk these guys." You know, I'm going to throw a lot of fastballs, and the pressure's kind of off a guy like Jack Merrifield to to just uh, relax and, and and play well. And he's done that. We're talking with Ronnie Rance, former LSU starting pitcher, a guy who played for Skip Bertman, and he's been in broadcasting now for more than a few decades, but got to ask you about your other job because you don't have enough of them and you added another one to your plate just recently. Let's talk about the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, your part, uh, you lead the foundation. Talk a little bit about the auction that's going on right now, online auction for um, for St. Patrick's Day. T- tell everyone about yeah. that. Yeah, if, you, if you're a, you know, a sports memorabilia fan, go to lasportshall.com, lasportshall.com, and click on the – the, the auction right there on the screen. Uh, we've got it come It ends Wednesday night, uh, 8 p.m. or 8 or 9 p.m. I can't remember which, but it'll say on there. But Wednesday night is the end of the auction, and uh, all the proceeds, of course, benefit the 501c3, the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame Foundation. I mean, we have over 150 auction items on there, and tons of sports memorabilia. One of my favorite things is a. Uh, it's an exact replica of the Vince Lombardi trophy, the Super Bowl trophy. I mean, it's the same height, weight, all that kind of stuff. And it's uh, signed uh, by Drew Brees. It's, it's from the, the Saints Super Bowl. It's the championship trophy from the Saints Super Bowl year. And it's signed by Drew Brees. So it's really, really cool. 
that's one of the many auction items. And they have some non-sports memorabilia things as well. Uh, condo rental for a couple nights in, in the French Quarter. They've got a, a ten-person, ten-tasting wine pairing dinner with uh, uh, La Berge and Baton Rouge and all sorts of other things. So go check it out. That's LASportsHall.com. And then, of course, coming up also, if you're a big golfer, a fantastic event, April 4th and 5th up in North Louisiana at Squire Creek Country Club, a private country club that is the number one golf course in the state of Louisiana. Uh, that's Tuesday the 5th, 11 a.m. tea time, a celebrity event. People from uh, Kyle Williams, Will Clark, Todd Walker, uh, many, many others are going to be there. Paul Maneri, Didi Bro, uh, Yvette Gerard. It's going to be a fantastic event. And then the night before, on the 4th, which is the final four national championship game in basketball, which is in New Orleans, we're going to have a big party at Bally's Casino. Our pairings party will be there from 6 until the game's over. And Tim Brando and John Brady are going to be there. They're going to actually do a little analysis before the, the game on stage. And then at halftime, they'll give an update on their opinions on the game. We'll have all kinds of stuff going on, including the $25,000 putting contest. You can get all that info as well. Go to lasportshall.com. Brother, running out of time, but I'm definitely going to have you on in the future to talk about your new endeavor as well as the owner of the Baton Rouge Rougarou, part of the Texas Collegiate League. We'll talk about the next we'll talk about that the next time we have you on, brother. Be safe sure. up there in North Louisiana, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon, bud. Thanks, Raymond. All right, buddy. We gotta take a timeout. When we return here on RP3 and Company, Ollie Cassell from the Bird Rights will join us. We'll talk Pels, we'll talk NBA. That's next, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. Looks like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. the year there's only a few days left to join in and all the action before the first team tips off this thursday draft Draft sportsbook Sportsbook is giving giving new new customers customers a shot to bet just five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do yep it's that simple if they win you win DraftKings sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same game parlays combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout the more legs you add the more money you can win DraftKings is safe secure and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Right now, it's time for us to welcome on our final guest of the day. You know, we've had some technical issues here today. We're broadcasting remotely from a golf course. There was rain. There was all types of obstacles. 
the Zoom Zoom did not want to work properly. But you know what? We're going to finish strong because we have the man in charge of the bird rights joining us now, our good friend, Ali Kazell, Mr. Positivity himself. Bud, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Raymond. I'm doing well. Sun is out. The rain has stopped, at least over here in New Orleans. So looks promising on game day. It, it, it looks, looks promising. promising on game day. There we go. All right, bud. What have you learned about this team with Brandon Ingram out? Did we figure out, have we learned now just how valuable he is to this team, that he is absolutely the best player on the court for them? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they can't win a game without him, right? And, yeah, they didn't have C.J. McCollum either for the previous couple games before that win over the Houston Rockets. But, look, Brandon Ingram, he is he is the soul. He, he's what the offense is built around. It's what the rest of his teammates are used to and looking up to, playing next to him. So when he's not out there, yeah, it makes for a rough go of things. Yeah, it makes for a rough go of things. I don't want to – Look, it's the Rockets, right? But a win is a win. They needed it, and they're still maintaining their spot right there in in 10th because of the Spurs losing and getting absolutely owned by Carl Anthony Towns last night. Uh, 60, really, uh, from Cat. But the Spurs are struggling, and the Lakers are in a free, uh, free fall, so to speak. So now that we're coming down the home stretch, so to speak, Ollie, what do you think this team needs to do to not only secure that spot in the playing tournament, but maybe move their way up and get a better, more favorable matchup? Well, I think without a doubt, health. I mean, that, that's the predominant factor for New Orleans. And it looks like, you know, fingers crossed, C.J. McCollum might be back for tonight's game. If he can get in two negative tests, because it sounds like he was asymptomatic through uh, okay. his five-day quarantine period through the health and safety protocols, thanks to COVID, then the Pelicans will get at least that gun back. And I'm hearing that very much in the near future, Brandon Ingram and then even Larry Nance should return too. So suddenly the Pelicans are going to have the players. Um, and then it's all going to be about execution, right? And seemingly when they've been together, they've played pretty darn well. Outside of that little adjustment period after the C.J. McCollum trade, right, where they just couldn't figure things out, you know, basically uh, crawled into the all-star break. But before and after that, they've played remarkably well, right? Since uh, February 1st, the offense has been top 10, defense top 10. They're shooting the ball well, and they've got pretty darn easy schedule left, especially when you consider somebody like the Lakers, who still have a gauntlet of teams to go through. Both teams have 14 games left, so you got to feel confident that, you know, the Lakers have lost 20 of 28 games. That's where the Pelicans have been playing pretty much your best ball since February 1st. You're excited about what you know that probably means for the playing tournament. They have a favorable schedule. Tonight's game is not favorable, obviously, <laughs> and uh, you're 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 going to get you know. Uh, also, Devin Booker's probably feeling a little salty because of Anthony Davis running off at the mouth too. So that's not a great time for the Pelicans. But let's look past the Phoenix Suns tonight. Spurs, that should be a winnable game, right? Because even though Pop is coaching them up, there's not a lot of talent on that roster for San Antonio, and I think you're seeing that. That should be a winnable game. The Atlanta game and the Charlotte game, though, those are on the road. Those are teams that are fighting to get into the playoffs and, and maintain playoff positioning themselves. And then Chicago, that, that's a three-game stretch there, Ollie. That's pretty tough, right? 
Yeah. I mean, the Hawks have been playing a little bit better than they were at the start of the year. Trey right. Young, I noticed the other day, went for around 40 points. So he's playing just, well. And- j- j- just a ho-hum 40 points by Trey Young. Exactly, yeah. right? So the Pelicans, hopefully, you know, C.J. McCollum will definitely be back by then. Um, and hopefully Brandon Ingram will, too. That's going to make the road trip a lot easier because you're right. You've got to get the games against the Spurs. They've got two of them yeah. coming up before the end of this month. And, you know, they're a direct competitor. You want to knock them out. Just like you're going to want to do the Lakers, which come after them. There's two more against the Lakers as well. But, yeah, in the upcoming three-game road trip after they play the Suns tonight, you're hoping that they can get at least one of those, right, against either the Hawks or the Hornets. Um, the Hornets, you know, we know what they're about. They're a quick, young, exciting team. Pelicans just have to match them and slow them down. I mean, they made seemingly every three-pointer they looked at for a couple quarters there in a row against the Pelicans. So they're going to have to meet, you know, that intensity and and kind of settle them down. As for the Hawks, you know, Herb Jones is going to have fun time guarding Trey Young, but it can be done. I I think the Hawks have just thoroughly disappointed considering what they did last season. So that's, I feel like that's a winnable game as well, but they've got to get one of those two for sure. When you look at the schedule further down, Ollie, you mentioned it's favorable. They play the Lakers a couple of times. They play a, a Trailblazers team that just isn't very good, a Clippers team that's underperformed and has been banged up, and, and the Kings. But they end the season at Memphis, a team that they've fared well against traditionally since Zion and Jaw came into the league together. But then it's Golden State, right? That's how they have to wrap up the regular season. Now, for Golden State, they may not even play their best stars in that game, so we don't know what the scenario is going to look like. But my question to you is this, do they need to have that play-in spot, that, that play-in tournament berth locked up before the final two, three games of the season, in your opinion? I think so. I, and I know everybody would feel better about it as well. Because, look, I mean, teams are still going to be playing for seeding. And right now, the Grizzlies and the Warriors, they're tied in the standings. So, you know, one team may prefer to rest their stars leading into it. But I think both are looking at, who they could potentially end up facing in the first round. And so they're going to play that matchup game. I know teams have done that a lot over the years, whether it gets talked about by the media or not. So I'm half expecting for at least one of those games for the Pelicans to get, you know, the full starters, right? So whether that's against Memphis or Golden State. But the fear is, of course, if both decide to uh, finish the year out strong. Because, look, Golden State just got Draymond Green back. They have not played well. So maybe perhaps Steve Kerr wants to kind of go in peaking into the playoffs as to where he won't give, say, his main guys the last week off. We don't know. But either way, Pelicans, it would behoove them to take care of that business before they get to those last two games. We're talking with Ali Cassell, the editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. So the Pels sit comfortably at 10 right now, 28-40 and 40 overall and they're breathing down the Lakers' necks for sure. And, look, they're right there, uh, not that far away from the the Lakers, right? They're they're not going to catch the Clippers. That's not going to happen. But they can jump up to the nine spot. The way this team is constructed, does that even matter? I, I guess that's my question because we're so focused on, oh, can they move up, can they position just to get the chance to get into the play-in tournament is all that matters. And the way this team is constructed, the way it plays, does it matter if they're 9 or 10, Ollie? Well, I think it does to a lot of people simply for the fact that you would get to play that 9-10 game in New Orleans if they get to ninth, right? So suddenly you're hosting the Lakers here. Suddenly you're seeing Anthony Davis, the guy that never said properly goodbye 
suddenly you're going to be able to have your home fans, right, cheering you on. So Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, they're going to be in that preferred atmosphere. And I'll tell you what, energy for this team is everything. I mean, you saw it against the Houston Rockets. We've seen on plenty other examples before. But they love to play out and basically not show out. But their, their best comes out, like I said, when a momentum player two or maybe the crowd's behind them and they can utilize their strengths, right? Jackson Hayes flying through the air for a block yep. or, or a, a dunk. Jose Alvarado coming up with a key steal. Same thing with Herb Jones, right? So these guys kind of play, just play better when they're more inspired. And usually it's something that happens on the court that leads to that. And by having that crowd in their back pocket, I think the chances of that would be much higher if they were to play that main or that that major game against the Lakers here at home versus going out to L.A. So, yeah, I think there is a big difference on whether they get to nine or not. Yeah, and I'd be fascinated to see them take on the Lakers in a, in a playing game because – Boy, Le- LeBron would not want to go out in a playing game, right? And you know, despite the how bad that roster has been constructed for the Lakers, that's the type of game that LeBron say, "I'm just taking over," right? He, he would just, I'm, "I'm just taking over. I'm just taking over the game." So yeah, it'd be fascinating to see that. And also, I'm sure the New Orleans fans would welcome Anthony Davis back uh, with with it'd be a warm reception inside the, the the Smoothie King Center, right, Ollie? No, no, no. Not oh so yeah, sure. I mean, everybody knows he's already gotten booed a lot. Same, that Eric Gordon treatment, right? Oh, what's funny is. about Eric Gordon? He 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 was supposed to play in that game against the Houston Rockets. Five minutes before tip off, they changed the starting lineup. Suddenly, he's got knee tendonized. Somehow, that quickly suddenly developed out of nowhere, right? But no, there's certain players that don't want to play in front of this New Orleans crowd. And I guarantee you, Anthony Davis doesn't want to. All right, bud, we'll get you out here with this. Um, when do we expect Bi back fully? You know, I'm hearing it's, you know, it's going to be in less than a week's time. Um, okay. I'm just not sure what game it'll be. You know, he's moving around pretty well in practice. He looks jovial. So, you know, that return isn't far off. And he was scheduled to only miss about, I want to say, two and a half weeks since the injury first struck. That's about how long I think they wanted to give that hamstring, which did get, you know, a little bit tight in that Denver Nuggets game, where which they lost to basically heal fully and not turn anything more. And I think we're on a precipice of him coming back. I don't know whether it's going to be this game after the Suns or maybe the one that they play in Atlanta, but it's coming. It's going to be real soon. Ollie, appreciate your time as always. Tell the people quickly, bud, where they need to go and what's uh, what's the latest article up at the Bird Rights uh, featuring uh, your talents, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Raymond. Yeah, you can catch all of our work over at SB Nation. It's all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. And this morning, I just put up a quick preview on the Phoenix Suns that the Pelicans hope to surprise them again. That's going to be tough to do, right? The Suns know that one of their 14 losses already came to New Orleans right out of the all-star break. So, you know, they're going to be raring to go. Yeah. But, hey, we've seen this team beat a lot of good teams when they weren't supposed to. Pelicans play pretty darn well against top competition, so it should be a good one. Ollie, appreciate your time. As always, brother, we'll talk to you next Tuesday, my friend. Definitely. Take care, Raymond. we got to take a timeout. Our final one of today's show will come back. We'll finalize the poll question of the day. Get you set up for Kevin Foote in footnotes as we broadcast live from Lake Charles Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
is the epitome of a high roller, constantly making large bets. But by doing that, the minimum bet is a dollar for a win, a dollar for a place, a dollar for a show. So it's essentially a $3 bet that netted me a cool $6.70. What? Okay, so he's not a risk taker. He's your best bet for sports talk. 19. Hit me. 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Now back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Uh, before we finalize our poll question of the day, I want to take a moment once again to thank our sponsors for making it all possible for yours truly, RP3 and company, and Kevin Foot and Footnotes being out here at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club this week for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross. That's Thibs Trailers. You're thinking trailers. You're thinking Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Doosan, Rope, Soap, and Dope. Kadiana's workplace authority for more than 20 years. They offer supplies for all your industrial, safety, and janitorial needs. You can find them online at ropesoapanddope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant. You're always welcome to light up at the Cigar Merchant, Akitiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located in the oil center. And, of course, Golf Connection USA, golfconnectionlouisiana.com. That's where you can find their website. They got that tailor-made stealth driver you've been hearing about, large variety of golf balls and shoes as well. 2000 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. Poll question of the day, final results. Will the Astros re-sign all-star Carlos Carrera? We talked about it on today's show. Talks are intensifying between the two sides. Some people believe that the Strohs will be able to bring him back. One of those people, I don't know if it is Kevin Foote, who is now here inside the game trailer. I don't know. He's shaking his head. Maybe. Yes. No. I'm not for sure. He's hopeful. Right now, will they sign? 81% of you are overly optimistic today. You say it will happen. 19% say no. Thanks to all who voted on the poll question of the day, leaving your comments on Facebook and Twitter as well. For the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, I'm Raymond Parts III, RP3. We'll do it all again tomorrow, 6 to 9. But until then, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Footnotes with Kevin Foote is up next right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.